Hello everyone, welcome to episode 3. Today we talk about presidential appeal, particularly uh, the Trump appeal and the, the campaign's plan, and the, complaint, the campaign's way of targeting and attracting common citizens. So here we go. This is a little bit of an out there theory, so be sure to turn on that third eye and let's get to it. So conventionally, leaders like Obama and Bush, for instance, are supposed to be humble. Right, as leaders of of large bodies of people or of, of leaders of any type, right? They they are the only people who have the ability to rightfully be arrogant are those who are part of the masses. It just makes sense. the The more it, for for power to be equal and rationed out, the higher up the pyramid of power, the more humble you need to be. That is the only way that power is successfully relegated through time. Right, or else you happen, you, you, or else you get what happens with socialism, which is a structure where it it it's supposed to be that way, where the top, the, the social pyramid and the social hierarchy is supposed to be equal, right? But then you end up, no matter what, deve- developing a class system, and the top don't adhere to the rules of being a loudspeaker of the people and of equality and they end up and the 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 structure of power and the structure of of arrogance or power abuse follows suit so the presidential way of carrying yourself which you'll notice is very diplomatic and very polite and very uh smiley and i mean everybody knows the the way they look right so they're supposed to be humble Right. But Trump, you know, Trump isn't he, you know, it's it's a very ego driven person, as as everyone knows, with a pathological need to be under the spotlight. Right. Doesn't mean, you know, I partake in any policy or again, I'm not putting any any partisanship here, but the amount of people who vote, who vote for him purely based on purely based on on political his political views are very far and few between. You know, they, they who I mean, a hundred percent for his view are quite far and few between. So people become supporters, or rather admirers, when they decide to live under the umbrella of trend, of popularity, of strength, of status, or really the tribe, right? So when it says in in the Bible, or when it says in any religious text, don't worship idols, right? This is what it talks about. It talks about uh, it talks about bending your ideology. For, uh, to fit a movement or bending your way of life for a for, for a certain entity right so living under the umbrella of trend and popularity and strength and status or of the tribe is a form of servitude it's a form of idol worship right it's idolized it's worshiped so notice how nobody worshiped obama nobody worshiped bush nobody worshiped right everyone worships influencers because they influence they're idolized they're idealized they're glorified but uh, I mean, traditionally, presidential, uh, the traditional presidential way of carrying yourself is not one that asks for, for for tribalistic appeal. It doesn't. It doesn't create. It doesn't create that. It just simply doesn't. It's not just not the way. It's just not the way presidents act, right? And politics, especially, right? In in the context of politics, where your one body or one person is is essentially making the rules to try his best to satisfy the entire population right that becomes an even more that even more of a reason for the leaders to be humble right but there but 
the Trump campaign uses a very, very proud cheat code, which is the tribalistic appeal. So in practice, right, the male ego creates a tribe when amongst many supporters. It's very difficult now. You need to have very strong, well-moral constructs or a, a collective belief in God, including the leader, right? Like a Moses figure who, yes, he towers over everyone else, but everybody looks up, including Moses, to God, right? That's essentially what's going on. So consequentially, right, the male ego creates a tribe when amongst many supporters. That's just the way it is. They embrace pattern. People embrace their tribalistic uh, values and, and ways of life, right? So consequentially, obviously, the decision to be pro-Trump is very often to partake in a sense of belongingness in a tribe of status, a strong male-oriented tribe, <coughs> a tribe of status, sort of like a family, right? Which it really, really feels like it is. This is not the way politics are supposed to be ran, which, of course, he makes that quite clear. The politics are ran in a in a non spitefully or in intentionally non tribalistic fashion in order for people to think clearly. Can you think clearly when you're constantly when when there is this underground agenda to include you under the umbrella of a tribe? No, the, no. the The entire point of humble leaders is to avoid a tribalistic appeal where they're asking you to secretly join you know join our club there's no club to join right it, the, the humility of the leader allows the citizen to think in a in a in a way that reflects his or her own ability to think to to ponder over what policy he or she agrees or disagrees with right notice these big celebrities they are not, you know, celebrities. What's the difference between traditional actors and musicians and, and media figures versus intellectual leaders uh, on, on any side of the aisle, right? What is the difference? What is the difference fundamentally? The difference is as follows. The, the, the media figures are worshipped idols. But the, the reason that intellectual leaders have a, have a tougher time going up, the ranking up the ladder is because they work their way up the ladder by asking people to think about what they're saying. It's not that you watch a movie or you watch or you or you listen to a song and then you automatically you automatically sort of idolize or in, or love the singer, right? Because of what the singer does for you. Right? The the intellectual leader doesn't ask you doesn't ask for for unbridled servitude like like Madonna or or you know any one of these other massive famous people do right these they're asking for unwavering unyielding support and for constantly for constant unyielding support whereas intellectual leaders don't right and politicians especially don't because if politicians were viewed in the same light as as media figures they 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 the the they become influencers the of course the the uh, the leader is supposed to be partisan right that's why he's there but partisan enough where people can resonate with him with their views but not partisan enough where he manipulates and creates a tribalistic appeal to his campaign so 
if this is not the case, right, just a little proof here, right, if this is not the case, why is the, you know, why is it that the, his primary supporters are all wear, you know, all wear the Trump gear proudly, right? Why is it that the sign of the tribe is being worn so loudly? Why is it so loud? You don't see people wearing Obama hats and this hats and that hats and gear and their cars from, from headlight to taillight all, you know, bumper to bumper, completely covered in Trump gear. You don't see that. Right? It's a tribe. People feel existentially connected to it. So they feel a need to existentially express it through their belongings, through you know whatever means necessary. Whereas with Obama or any more sort of humble presidential president, they stood with his policy and his racial niche, which is, which is something else. But it was not a tribe. It was not a tribe. They stood with his politics because he allowed them to stick with his politics. If you hated him, you hated him. Right. And, and and the difficulty of, of being a politician, what I'm assuming, is that you need to be able to accept the fact that people will not join your politics. Right? That's why you need a humble president or a humble leader. You cannot have a not not, you know, secretly arrogant, not openly arrogant. You cannot have an arrogant leader because an arrogant leader does not allow the people to make decisions for themselves. It gets into their head. It becomes, hey, join our club. Join the cool kids club. Instead of, hey, do you really think this is the right club to join? It doesn't give you an option of belongingness. Belongingness is no longer determined by political preference, but rather by a by a desire to join a, a larger picture. Right? You notice a lot of people will be stuck at home during the quarantine. They'll be going crazy. They'll be indoctrinated by a lot of you know perverted media and and manipulated algorithms but then they walk outside and they go to a trump rally and it's like ten thousand people there and it's like whoa it is unbelievable how much how much energy how much life how much vivacious real humanity is really there and you just are taken aback by it and it's like oh you know you throw your you throw your 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 pro whoever it is out the window and then you're you're all all of a sudden pro trump right people are social animals and are convinced by it right so the tough thing is for a president or any leader not to exercise that primal uh social need and attach it to the campaign you can be a unifying leader but you can't be an influence you can't be an influential influentially unifying leader you can but there's a line course as discussed so attributes of a tribe here's here here are four or five attributes of what makes a tribe a tribe tell me if these sound familiar these supporters echo the voice of the leader these supporters the people who endorse the leader echo the voice of the leader normally the leader echoes the supporters voices so when trump says something all the supporters echo they say yes whereas with whereas normally leaders echo the supporters voice the supporters say we want this the leader says yes what does that sound like of course a tribe the leader determines the ethics right the normally the group determines the ethics and out of that group a leader emerges as a representative of the ethics the leader whereas in you know in in a tribe the leader determines the ethics and the and the sorry the supporters follow very cult like appeal 
Number three, the tribe is idealized and protagonistic, no matter what. There's a cult-like hypnotism to the, to the tribe. The tribe and the tribe's tribulations and crimes are suppressed in the name of preserving ethical shine. That's is that is a tribe. And that's not only Trump. That is with media stars and figures. That is with everybody. Is they is you suppress evidence for a bad Biden or a bad Trump and then raise and glorify supporting evidence for a a preferred story or preferred account of the leader right so the tribe the tribe the tribe's tribulations and crimes are suppressed they are put down and they are tossed away and hidden in the name of preserving in the golden aura of the of the tribe leader next is the reporters i'm sorry the supporters repudiate logic and validity in the name of tribe purity so much like the previous point the supporters repudiate they disassociate and disavow all logic and validity in the name of tribal purity so this is done on both sides when you see radical trump supporters who who clearly are blatantly and denying the existence of logic and and reason then you see people on the left who also the radical left who clearly and blatantly denies uh logic and re and reality-based ethics in the name of preserving the the purity and the aura of the tribe these are the attributes of a tribe Th these unfortunately right they all are disguised under the name movements right which connote the ability to either join or not based on 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 preference but a sign of social decline is not based on is a sign of social decline is existent when people don't choose to be a part of movements based on on based on policy and based on individual ethics but rather a need to join for a tribalistic appeal that's a very big sign of of when when shit is going to hit the fan it is it is a very big big massive indicator when the leaders and the influencers when they when the famous protagonists become politicized when basic activities like sports games and all that have politics rubbed into them, when social social problems begin to express themselves in the context of other modern other things that are seemingly unrelated or which are unrelated, when singers and actors begin to uh, are protagonists, these permanent glorified figures become politicized they th that is a very big sign of social decline why is why, why are singers telling you how, how to vote why is youtube and instagram telling you how to vote why no really there's a, there's a real reason it's because the social state is declining things are going downhill things are going very very downhill before you know that i mean you, you i mean you make the decision for yourself right but when when policy and political preference turns into a choice of joining the tribe or not joining the tribe that is a really big indicator of when things are going to hit the fan um so the status tribe 
is a political cheat code, as mentioned, right? So traditionally, politicians are ranked by the popularity of their views and ethics. And at its core, the politician is a medium between the people and the action. Nothing more. However, just like socialism, right, there is a, there's always people manipulating power. So however, as... As, as per the flawed architecture of politics, there always will be disagreements when you use the actual politics and the popularity of your views and ethics. There will always be disagreements, large disagreements, 50-50 disagreements, 40%, 60%, just enough to make you win, right? Oftentimes. Egocentric tribe, right, is a universal appeal. It's up there, it's really up there with sex and happiness, being a part belongingness that that really that's it's a blend of the two it's an appeal that knows uh, it, belongingness of, of to the egocentric tribe to the cool kids tribe right you think that that that's that instinct was that that itch was scratched in middle school wrong that that's a life appeal but people hopefully grow up and but most people don't unfortunately right so the the need to be a part of the egocentric tribe is an appeal that knows no ethics, it knows no politics, it only knows inclusion. It knows only inclusion, it knows only power, it knows only subservience. People are always serving something. That's something to remember. People will always serve something. There's nothing. You are always in a constant state of servitude. Constant. You serve your senses, you serve your stomach, you can serve You can serve a higher purpose, you can serve purpose, you can serve love you can serve connection you can serve whatever it is your job the your way of life martial arts i mean it's it's endless it is endless but people are constantly serving right and so this need to be a part of a tribe that doesn't tell you how to act a tribe of freedom an egocentric tribe of of freedom and spitefulness is a very very resonating prospect to most americans right the gamble Right. The gamble is that there are enough people who are willing to be a part of the egocentric tribe. Is that there are enough people who will, who have a a a fundamental need to be a part of the tribe. More than there are more people like that than people who want to be included for the actual politics. Right. That's what creates a legendary politician from just the normal politician. That's what creates legends versus just normal people, right? It's it's the tribalistic appeal, not the political appeal. So with this, the campaign is now reduced to a gravitational resonance of the egocentric tribe. Those who resonate with it join, and those who have a history with egocentric masculinity don't join and often hate. This is where we get into the interesting stuff. Now we want to point out some demographics that are that are stereotypically known to have a problem with egocentric masculinity. Or, as a lot of people call it, the patriarchy. This is where the bridge begins. The egocentric masculinity, arrogant men who have a lot of supporters, that is that yields very close the same close identical feeling as the as as a patriarchal figure that's who he is the campaign and trump is a he's a patriarchal figure and that's what a lot of people are attracted to so let's point out the stereotypical uh, americans who dislike the patriarchy overthrow the patriarchy or have or have a problem with with men 
or arrogant men. Right? Why is it that so many young and young male and female Trump haters stand against him, right? Due to a broader history with egocentric men. A lot of people when asked, right, when but when you ask Trump supporters how how will they act, they they don't say I support Trump because of X, Y, and Z. They say we support Trump. We support it. We support the tribe. It's me and them. It's us. It's the club. Right? The club. So we often, people will often respond on behalf of the administration, right? As though they are a part of a larger, a larger movement, right? So again, those who yearn to be, to belong to a tribe of powerful egocentric masculinity, a tribe of, exactly, right? Powerful strength are, are the strongest supporters, right? And those who don't remain avid Trump haters, right? Notice the higher the need for belongingness, the stronger the supporter. Key indicator of a tribe. The stronger need for inclusion, the stronger need for belongingness, the stronger need for engagement means there is a stronger supporter. That is literally how the hierarchy is ranked. That is the one consistent thing. Is the more passionate, is the more passionate the the supporter is, the more passionate the supporter is about belongingness and about inclusion or have a history right either their father or the, the the father figure wasn't wasn't you know rough and tough everyone likes that right everybody wants to be attracted to the top of the pyramid and that's pretty the top of the social pyramid <clears throat> and sorry and that's pretty much what the tribe does when asked right they they will often a- answer on behalf of the administration right the bet Again, the bet here is that more people who yearned male was that more people yearned male tribe inclusion than despised it. Right? There are more Americans who who adore who adore powerful uh, America first strength than than you know younger overrepresented uh, woke liberals who despise patriarchy or the patriarchal structure the evidence is all there the evidence is all existent right what makes a hater or an admirer is not his politics as he said right but rather a chance to partake in an egocentric tribe or deny him for it generally speaking right the love or hate for him may well often speak to a broader attraction or history with egocentrism that's up to you for to you know to decide i know it can be an odd thought you know to some but but really give it a shot i believe there is adequate evidence and the evidence and proof is alive and present you know the same all men are bad crowd those are the strongest haters they those people have a have clearly have a have a history with egocentric men maybe that's a good place to start you know for for some proof right and as said it's a really interesting and uncommon approach but the but the the idea is to notice a pattern with the most evidence and this seems to be it the tribalistic appeal seems to be the most logical and statistically sound logically sound and and even visually if you just watch this watch the you know watch these these massive rallies that seems to be the running theory let me know what you think in the email below thank you so much for listening and be sure to catch uh, this show new world order again sometime this week.